Welcome back to People Who Teach, a podcast about the habits, beliefs, and ideas of real people who teach. My name is Brian Seppi, one of the hosts, alongside my talented colleague, Mr. Andrew Stella. In today's episode, we give you a list of our favorite ideas around productivity. Now, productivity is one of those things that plagues us all, and some seem to have it figured out more than others. But the secret is this, everybody's working on it because everybody's trying to figure out what the most essential items are and how do we optimize our environment to get the most out of our schedules and really prioritize our work. And there's a quote that has always stuck with me and it goes like this, the key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule, but to schedule your priorities, Stephen Covey. I love that quote because it really is about making sure that in our environments, whatever the habits and the routines we have as educators or in whatever profession you are, that you have routines around your priorities or your scheduling your priorities. And in this episode, we get right down to it. Two average uh, teachers who are really trying to figure out how to optimize their environment to be successful day-to-day when it comes to scheduling our priorities. So we talk about things inside of the classroom, we talk about life outside of the classroom, and how it serves us well for our day-to-day work. We're really excited to bring you this episode. So let's get right into the episode about productivity. Hope you enjoy it. Andrew. How are things today, my friend? How are things in the classroom? How are things for you personally? Good, good. You know, we just been we just got off of spring break, which is great. Um, got some time to relax, rest, recoup, much needed. Yeah. And uh, you know, just like you and me, we're in the same area that we have about ten weeks and left of school. So until summer. So it's a, it's a long stretch, just getting prepared for it. It is a long stretch. It is a long stretch. I tell you that break was great. Like you said, and we had fantastic weather for it here. If you stayed locally in Western New York, there was just amazing Mm -hmm. weather, which sort of made things feel longer. Uh, the break Mm -hmm. felt a little bit longer than a week, uh, which was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. So today's episode, uh, Andrew and I are really excited to bring this episode to you because it's an episode about like real productivity, habits, hacks, routines, systems, or even tools that we're using. And one of the things that has always like fascinated me is like, how are you getting things done? How are you able to accomplish all that you have to do in a day as a teacher? And this could span anything from the work you get done in the classroom uh, when it comes to managing uh, all of your lesson plans or getting all of your assessments in order uh, to managing your calendar. I know, Andrew, you've talked about this before and offline is like you're in all of these meetings and, you know, having a way and a system to organize what it is you're bringing to all these meetings and how you're sort of orienting yourself to like, what meeting am I in? What day is this? what's my role in that meeting, uh, that takes a great deal of um, sort of skill around that. And sometimes you have to have those routines that sort of wrap around you and uh, keep you sort of in check or uh, in a system that, that is productive for you. And as a coach, one of those things I think about is being across four buildings right now 
how am I being productive both in and on campus and also uh, away from campus? How am I getting myself to be productive outside of school so that I can be productive inside of school? So that's our episode today. I'm excited to launch into that. Andrew, anything you have about productivity, how it's keeping you in check, and then maybe you can launch us in with your first tool. Sure. Yeah. This, this spring break was a big one for me because I felt like I needed to get a grip on everything that was going on. I had a lot of uh, pieces in different places. A lot, like you said, a lot of meetings going on, a lot of things that I had to keep track of. And I've always been pretty organized, but um, I think the first thing that I really looked at was, was Google and how can I maximize Google? And it really started with a TikTok post with a former guest that we've had on our podcast, who was Mr. Tyler uh, Tarver. And he actually shared this on his TikTok was on your Gmail, there's a little side tab on the right-hand side. And if you open that up, you can get your calendar, you can get your tasks, which I've never used the tasks on there. Sometimes I use like post-it notes and I've had things all over the place. So you'll click on the side and you can have like a to-do list tasks. Um, You can also have that calendar up there. So what I did was I had that open. And the cool thing too, is you can take meetings from your Gmail and drag it into your task and your task list. So if you know, you got something coming up, you just drag it right over. And it's like, I have this meeting. It's like a big to do. Isn't that cool? Wow. That is cool. I'll have to give that a look. So the three dots in the upper right-hand corner of your no, it, there's like a whole bar on the side and it has like the calendar. Oh, and yeah, the little yeah, yeah. Pencil. yeah. And, and I, I, it's one of those things that, you know, is there, yes. but you never like really play around with that much. Or you're not sure like how to use it in your day to day until you actually mm-hmm. confront it and start to use it in practice, right? Like commit to it mm-hmm. the first three days back from a break or something like that, right? Like that, that, mm-hmm. that sort of mindset. Oh, that's great. That's a great, great share. That's uh, and, and, and that's just the tip of the, I feel like with, uh, with Google, I mean, you've got the other thing too, is your calendars, getting your calendars in order, getting, getting them color coded. I got my, my workout calendar, you know, things for me too. my workout calendar. When am I going to work out? When, when do I have to move that around? Um, my school calendar, which we worked on, we have a Google site website where teachers can go and access that calendar. So everybody's on the same page and I can control that just from one Google mail. So that, you know, I'm not going to talk too much about Google, but when you really maximize Google, I mean, and I'm sure I can do a ton more and Tyler could probably help us with that too. (laughs) But um, there's a lot of possibilities and you can stay very organized with Google. So that's my first one. I love that one. That is super and glad you shared uh, more about the Google Calendar. And yes, color coding and really making sure that you have all of your calendars detailed and color coded and organized makes a big deal. Um, Yeah. So my first one is just a simple old school analog planner. Now, Mm -hmm. I'll say this. When it comes to the high performance planner, I believe in it, um, but there are, I'm, I'm in between two right now. So uh, instructional coaching, uh, Jim Knight, we worked on an instructional coaching planner. So I was part of the pilot group for him. So I'm, I'm sort of letting the cat out of the bag, but I, I feel like he mentioned it last night in one of our, our clubhouse rooms. So I feel like uh, sort of, I have autonomy to make, make sure that people know that he's got a calendar for instructional coaches coming out this summer. And it is going to be a mm-hmm. disc calendar. Now, 
why this is important is it helps you figure out uh, things. There are pages in there that actually help you figure out like how you're spending your time. There are also mm -hmm. pages in there where you can do some note captures uh, in, the, in the margins. And I think having a, a planner that works for you, I'm not going to subscribe uh, a, a planner onto you. I think it's really incumbent upon you to make a decision about how you keep a planner for yourself. But I know for me, having the day-to-day check-in in my planner, ways that I'm setting up my day, uh, whether I'm, I'm marking down in this pl particular planner here, how I'm marking down uh, tasks that absolutely must be done today. That's exactly mm -hmm. how it is stated across the top. Uh, three top goals that I have for the day. Uh, and then there are, you know, you can leave messages to yourself, these sort of mantras. I have an article coming out uh, next week and a podcast that I'm doing uh, for Choice Literacy around mantras and the importance of having mantras. But this, this performance planner, if you will, gives me the opportunity to kind of put that onto the page as I start my day. And that little productivity ha hack gets me on path for the day to actually see the good in what it is I'm doing and to really mm. stay focused in my lane. So having a planner, a planner that matters to you, uh, where you can kind of doodle and write and sketch out some of your, your day to day. And again, like you said, I, I balance this because it's like my actual time stamps are, are something I have to reference uh, digitally through Google, but a lot of my sort of mind work or notes capture is done in a planner. So having a planner matters. Oh, I love that. See, I looked into planners and when I looked into planners, I looked into um, like a rocket book. You ever hear of those? Yeah, I have one. I have one that fell apart for me a little bit because mm. uh, having the particular pen, I just felt that I, I, I was just, mm -hmm. it, it, it didn't, connect enough for me. It was super great. And the novelty is fantastic. Yeah. What did, what did you figure out when you, you came across the planners? Well, there's something about grabbing a pen, right? Like yeah. being able to grab a pen and a piece of paper or post-it note, or smacking the post-it note in there, you know, and this will lead me to my next one, which I was going to do one, but now, you know, I'm flipping this around because this <laughs> lends it. in so well to, to what, it, so, so actually I was looking into the rocket book and, um, it wasn't for me. It just, I, I was the same thing with you. It just didn't, something just didn't feel right. You know, yeah. it, it, I don't know. So I've got this, this iPad and I have an Apple pencil and I, I saw something, you know, how Instagram ads pop up based on, I don't know what you're looking at on the internet. And I was looking at rocket books. So this thing came up and it was like a digital planner. And I was like, man, I'm just so digital because I'm teaching remote. It'd be nice to have a digital. And then I thought to myself, but you have notability in an Apple pencil. Why are you not just using that? So I've heavy, heavy been using that. And it's really been nice because I've been sinking into my Google, pulling it. Um, I just gave um, uh, some of my students the past assessment, the, yeah. the phonological awareness assessment. Yeah. And I, I was giving it to them and I just pulled it right from Google Drive, started writing right on top of it, right on my iPad. Um, and it's really nice because like, even like if you're giving it to another teacher, you just zip it right out from, from, from your uploads from notability. So right. that's huge. And that's actually it's so funny. You say that when we first rolled out, um, iPads at Westminster and I was the, the technology coach at the time there. And one of the things that we found right away with notability was we were able to do running records on notability long before doing running records on notability was like cool. And like mm -hmm. a thing that people were doing, you know, I mean, 
this was like 2012 and we were doing running records in notability. We were uploading it as, you know, a document and able to get that in there. So yeah, I just feel like the upside of notability is just like you said, and if you're already familiar with it, like you said, why go down the other digital paths when you, you're, you're finding a way to make uh, a tool that already has some utility for you, uh, make it work for you. I, I love that. that. I love that little digital notebook space. That's great. And when you see, and it's just like you said, Vision showed me, Vision was the first one to show me notability on iPads with running records, but they have a recording button. So when you're recording that kid reading in that moment, wow, is that powerful? You can see you're checking for MSV, you're checking comprehension, you're seeing exactly what the student's doing. So when you sit down to really coach or collaborate with colleagues, you can, it's like you're there. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that one. All right. So we've got uh, Google Calendar and then we talked uh, a little bit about having a planner and then you took us down the path of having a digital planner, uh, a way to, to keep records. So that's that's three fantastic starts. Uh, and I will we'll just kind of put a little plug in here in the middle um, just for people who teach. If you are interested or know somebody that is interested in coming on to the show, people who teach, we would love to hear from you. Please go ahead and reach out to us. You can find us all over social media. Our handles are here on the page and they are linked in the description if you are listening to this. So please reach out to us. We want to hear from you. All right. Now back into this show, we are at the halfway point. We have three tools down or three habits and routines down, and we're on to our final three. So my next one that I firmly believe in is um, the to-do app, right? Now this is a, this is a digital tool. There's a premium version for this. Uh, The to-do app, this is T-E-U-X, D-E-U-X to do. I'll put the link in the description. Um, This has been something that's relatively new for me. I have long uh, stumbled my way through to-do lists when it comes to having to-do lists in my planner or having to-do lists in um, on post-it notes. And I got to be honest with you, it's something that I feel really good in the process of getting my to-do list out onto the page And then I feel really good when I get the chance to cross out those to-dos, right? And so um, having a a digital to-do list is relatively new for me. But what I found with this particular one is that it is based in columns, okay? And this is like a $2 a month subscription. I really Mm -hmm. love it. Um, You have your day-to-day to-do lists. Now, as I mentioned in podcasts before, um, for me, having those routines around productivity and developing the habits for productivity uh, are something that I really take have taken great stock in and great value in over the years. Uh, I've been working on them. And having this to-do list, you can put recurring to-dos on your to-do list that just sort of carry over day to day. Now, you still get the mm-hmm. chance to click them off in to-do. And... Um, I'll do a little video about this and, and put it up um, on, on my YouTube channel at some point or Instagram. But what it is, is uh, anything that I'm doing. So my morning routine, gratitude practice, or my morning writing, or my morning reading, I have all of those on there as recurring days so that each day I go in there, I'm like, yep, did that, did that, did that, feel good about that. 
and then I have my next to-do. And all of my to-dos are listed as actionable steps. Could be something from, you know, batching emails or making sure that I connect with colleagues or if I'm hosting a room with you per se, say on a Wednesday on Clubhouse, I have all of those things on my to-do list. Um, and it, they get long. Uh, these these to-do lists mm-hmm. get a little bit long for me, but it's really, there's something really valuable about seeing your list. Now, I also have it on my phone as well, uh, my to-do list. So you can have it as an app. Uh, it is right here uh, on the... I don't know if you can see that um, on the app for it, right? But you've got, um, so, you know, today is Thursday. I've got a choice literacy meeting. I've got a Western New York teacher residency observation. I've got a start a letter recommendation for a colleague, fantasy book club template, series book club templates. So I've got all of these to-do lists on there or to-do items on there and I get to click them off. Now, when I click one of them off, um, it goes ahead and you can have the option for it to race a cat across the stream as it kind of, uh, or the, the screen as it cl- clicks off of that to-do list. So there's something nice and finishing about like, Hey, look, I see the cat running across the screen with my crossed out to-do item. So to-do is a great, great, uh, tool, uh, digital tool that I think, um, for relatively inexpensive, uh, $2, or you can even just use the, uh, the, the free version too. So to get started. So that's my big, uh, tool there. Turn it back over to you for point number four, five. We're at five. We're at five. I love that. To, I got to try it. Yeah, I'm going to cool. try it right after sure. this. Yeah. Now, now you it did mention too, though, that with the free, you can't do recurrings though, right? You can't do recurrings. And there are some other lists. So what it does is it, it pops out a column of, of lists uh, for your days of the week across the top. Mm-hmm. And then below that, you can, you can add... Um, uh, columns for yourself. So things like shopping to do's, uh, if you have like groceries or something like that, or you could put in uh, lists around like, uh, I have mine is labeled as like books I want to read or ideas Mm -hmm. that I'm having. So I just have these collections of like lists that happen at the bottom movies I want to watch, even though that's, you know, something Mm -hmm. that doesn't really come up for me that often. Um, But uh, books I want to read is down there. Um, I have also, uh, like I said, ideas uh, that I that I come across in a day. I will just sort of pop them down and generate a list down there. So you can have additional columns in the bottom. Yeah, see, that's so important. Just having that organization. You know, I throw books in like my Amazon cart and stuff like that. Or, you know, I know I'm in the middle of four different books right now or I have them. But um I've also been finding a lot of value in Kindle as well. Mm-hmm. And like just using Kindle because like when you highlight like a part of Kindle, you can actually like text it out now to other people. Oh, so you, that's cool. Yeah. So if I send it to you, I just sent it to a, a colleague and I was like, we talk about this all the time. It's in this yeah, book. That's so, great. That's a side note, but um, yeah, I, you know, we love reading. So <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, all right. So the fifth one. So this one for me, I mean, could you tie it to being more productive in education? Sure. But more productive in like overall life. So uh, a few years ago, my brother, he um, is big in the supplement game and he was working with a um, a meal prep service uh, company that's in New York. Uh, they're called Eat Right Foods. And I'm not endorsed by them anyway, but um, eat, eat right foods. We stopped by there and he got a protein shake and I was like, I'm really hungry. And I got a wrap and it was fantastic. And that was a year and a half ago. So somehow I got an email or I signed up for something and 
I saw that there was eat right foods and over break, I had a lot of time to think and reflect. And I kind of took a break from work. And I said to myself, like, I wonder how much it is to meal prep to, to get a few meals. And, you know, cause right before the spring break, my wife works in the school too. And we were constantly either getting lunch or skipping lunch. Uh, and you know, we were spending money and, you know, next thing you know, you're getting it for some colleagues and they're Venmoing you. And next thing you know, you spent 40, 50 bucks and, you know, I got money all over the place. Um, and also we were struggling with the kids, you know, sometimes want to eat different things and they don't want to eat what you want to eat. So I said, how much, you know, we looked into it. How much is it? Surprisingly really inexpensive. You're looking at about five, $6 a meal. And these things are like under 500 calories. They you're getting like salmon, good chicken wraps. You pop them in the microwave for two minutes and you're good to go. And I am like, I, I, I don't know. I just love them because That's it awesome. takes, a, yeah, it takes that, that need. I, I have three kids. I yeah. teach full time. We're, we're, we're doing clubhouse. We're, we're doing podcasts. We are busy. Yeah. And just like your to-do list is huge. And to me, you know, I'm probably going to spend the 70 or 80 bucks during the week, just on meals alone. So I might yeah. as well just pre-plan it. And I've done it for about two weeks now. And I, I'm telling you, I've been a lot healthier because mm. I don't, I don't need to eat. I eat like a chicken bowl with like veggies and stuff in it. And I feel good. That's super. Yeah. Like, and I, and I also feel ready to work out at the yeah. end of a long day of teaching too. Like I ran four miles today and it, you know, it wasn't Congrats. a big deal. Yeah. You know, it's, we're, 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 we're reading and running, you know, Dude, it's so, it's so complicated. If you think about all the things you're trying to do in a day and then it's like, mm -hmm. you, you, I, it, I, some days I'm just sort of, uh, you know, amazed that I was able to get through it. Like tonight, I still have a, a nine o'clock baseball practice with 18U, with an 18U group that'll go till 10 o'clock. We're doing a podcast right now, as you mentioned. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you know, and like you said, you ran four miles, you're on a podcast now, you've got to pick up your kids, you're late to pick up your kids, actually. Um, you know, and, and, and so it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's amazing. And like you said, eating healthy is one of those things. I know, just to, just to kind of illustrate your point, which is, you know, uh, when I get in the car, the first thing I do is I call Karen and I say, look, um, what's, what are we doing? What are our dinner plans? Like, what are we doing for dinner? And you're right to have that off your plate, uh, to know that you have either a, a dinner plan. Now we've, we've gone the same direction as you for productivity sake. Uh, we've gotten a meal subscription, uh, through one of the, the meals, I think it's dinnerly or one of those, right. Mm -hmm. Comes to the the recipe plan, but those three meals a week, we know we have something that's planned because we are busy. We're in, you know, the middle of seasons and things like that and coaching and all these things. So having that, uh, to not be just sort of an afterthought of picking something up that maybe is fast food. And like you said, maybe a little bit out of the ordinary for you being able to solidify something that, you know, is planned and healthy or, and, and also, like you said, really reasonable in cost. I think that's the key is mm -hmm. like that cognitive tax that you pay for that just feels like now it's off your plate. So that's really, really smart. I love it. So we were down to, um, our final one. This is it. This is number six. Oh my gosh. Yep. All right. So let's just, we'll recap now or should we recap in a minute? We'll recap in a minute. Sure. Let's do it that way. All right. 
So my last one is this. Okay, this comes from the inspiration of Dan Pink. Dan Pink is just a, a master genius. I got some of his books back here. Um, just a, such a great writer. Anyway, this comes from his his book um, uh, when uh, scientific secrets of perfect timing. And in this book, we'll put a link to that there too. In this book, he talks about, um, he calls it the power of five. Now I call it the power of two. So anytime I'm doing a task, something that I know is going to last longer than the time that I have allotted for it. So let's just say I'm batching email and I've only given myself 15 minutes or 10 minutes uh, in the morning uh, to do this. Um, or I'm doing push-ups right? Something as simple as push-ups um, or reading or writing, right? These are all areas that I use this. So in writing, I'll sit down to write. And uh, when I feel like I've exhausted how much I can possibly write, I will put myself on the clock for two more minutes. And I'll just say the power of two. And I just say it out loud. It's really hokey. I say it to myself, like the power of two. And I just put the timer on and I let it run for two minutes. And whatever happens in that two minutes, I just know that I extended the time of focus for two extra minutes. Therefore, I'm capable of doing more the next time. So that power of two as a simple hack into your 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 brain a little bit to make you go a little bit longer. Um, everybody can say, you know, it, it, it's very easy to say, I don't have an hour. I don't have a half hour. But it's very rare that you meet somebody and you're like, well, do you have two minutes? And you're like, yeah, of course I have two minutes. I, I've, I've got that. And so for me, doing something like that uh, is is the power of two or two minutes. So when it comes to things like physical activities, uh, whether you're in the weight room or you're going on a run, you could do two extra minutes on your run, or you can go maybe two extra reps uh, for your pushups. And those are things that I try to push myself for. And it doesn't have to be every set or anything like that. Just every once in a while, I'll just ask myself to be more productive to get the most out of this moment, can I go two more, right? Mm -hmm. So two more minutes, two more reps, uh, any of that. So I think the power of two is a big one that I keep tucked away. Uh, and thanks to Dan Pink for that one. So we've got a, a really cool list. I'm curious to hear what other teachers would say. And so here, here's our just our quick rundown. Um, Andrew talked about the power of Google Calendar and making sure that you have uh, everything sorted in a way from color coding and really buffering some time for yourself. Then we went into having, I went into talking about having a physical planner where you're not just doing like your day-to-day -day timing of, of things, but you're having time to actually be productive around your thoughts and ideas, um, right? So, and then Andrew brought it back to having, in, in addition to that, having a digital planner that makes sense. Uh, there are a lot of planners out there, but having some way, something that you're already using. For him, it was using Notability and, and saying like, hey, look, I've already know the vast, robust nature of uh, Notability, and I'm going to continue to use that as a way to be productive. Uh, I brought up the to-do app. Uh, it's a simple uh, to-do list. Uh, it has some cool features, but honestly, it's pretty basic uh, and gets the job done around having your to-do list in front of you day-to-day. -day, uh, and you have the option for uh, having some elements move over and carry over to the next day automatically for you. Andrew talked about, and I think this one is arguably my favorite on the list, which is being productive around things outside of the workday. So really 
putting in time and some structure around meal prep. And for him, he found a way to uh, get these meal preps done so that he isn't spending uh, energy thinking about what it is he's having for lunch. It's sort of a grab and go. And he's got that already carved out for he and his family. I love that one. And then finally, I talked uh, a little bit um, here towards the end. Um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on it. Oh my gosh. The two power of two, the power of two. Oh my gosh. It's sitting right in front of my face. Yeah. The power of two. See, but that's cause I didn't, my list only goes, my list only goes so far. I didn't write the last one down because I was talking about it. So the power of two, this idea that anything you do, you might have two extra in you. So whether you're doing something that involves reps, right? Like, do you have an extra two reps that you can put in to be more productive in that moment? Uh, or if you're writing or if you're reading, can you extend your reading or your writing by two extra minutes? Put yourself on the clock every once in a while. You don't have to do it all the time, but it's a way to extend your productivity uh, in, in a manner that really matters uh, for you and getting the most out of your time. That's an amazing episode. I feel really productive that we had this episode. I feel productive about being productive, right? <laughs> That's the best. That's the line right there. I feel productive yeah. about being productive. That is That's super. Right. So that is it. Andrew, why don't you take us out? And um, hopefully we will uh, be able to connect back on another episode. We'll get this one up and running and uh, let you take us out. And that'll be it. Yeah, everyone. So like Brian said, about halfway through our episode, we are looking for people who teach. Um really anybody who teaches, we do have a website. If you go to the website, we do have a Google form on there that you could fill out. You could also go on our social media platforms, DM us, contact us personally. Uh, definitely just reach out. We are usually on Clubhouse on Wednesday nights at 630. A lot of people are finding a lot of value in it, just sharing out what, what works well. Things like this, producti productivity, and just, um, you know, being there for kids is one of the most important things that we are all about being there for kids, being there for teachers, being there for people who teach. Uh, so if you are finding value, please subscribe, stay with us. And um, we look forward to having some more uh, guests on our show. And that is it. Another wrap up episode for Brian and I. So there you have it, our top six for productivity and optimizing your environment. Uh, we hope this episode helped. We want to hear from you. What is it that you are doing to get the most out of your productivity? Leave us a comment or tag us on social media with this episode and let us know uh, what your favorite go-to hacks or routines or habits are when it comes to productivity for you. We want to hear from you. And as Andrew mentioned, if you know somebody that should be on the show or you yourself want to be on the show with us, uh, we would love to hear you and have you reach out to us. Go ahead and reach out to us on our website, click the form, sign up to be on the show. We want to hear from you and share your stories with our audience. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate all that you do and keep bringing it for kids.